For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional Cyber Savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019, coming to you live from a sleep room at an airport in Teterboro, New Jersey. We flew to New York on Sunday night through a snowstorm. Turns out that snow, that some bitch has not stopped since. We're currently sitting in a room that has like nine spaced out recliners. I think pilots are supposed to sleep around here. Time myself... Foxy and Zito are fucking their shit up. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day. What a weekend. An exciting weekend of NFL games. So happy for the Seattle Seahawks with that big win last night. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson continues that MVP campaign, which for me, by the way, the Seahawks are my team I'm picking for the NFC Super Bowl at this time, especially after what I saw them do last night. They beat the hell out of... uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God. And that's my team, too. Oh, my God. I love I love Kirk and everybody. And I, I the way Kyle Rudolph plays football and Dalvin Cook, I'm good friends with them. It's just hard to win in Seattle. And we saw that last night. And that's why I think if they get home field advantage in Seattle, which it's looking like they might, it's going to be tough to beat them. But shout out to Seattle, you know. Mm-hmm. Go for Green Bay. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the teams. But what we want to talk about right now is the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and... The moon. Keep it down, boys. We're in a sleeping room. And the moon. If you're going to buy a ticket from a sleeping room, from planet Earth, or from the moon to a live event, whether it's a sporting event, music, comedy, theater, you name it, SeatGeek has the best tickets for you at the best available prices because they scan all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets that you purchase. You're not going to get catfished either. The ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. So shop with confidence when you shop at SeatGeek. And right now, use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first order. Huh. Huh. Use promo code MAC to get $20 off your first order. Whoa. Need you to use them both, though, so let's have a little self-awareness. If we're rich already, use Pat and get $10 off. If we're not rich yet, use McAfee and get $20 off your first order. You're live, but are you living? Go live and experience something live today. Speaking of living, why don't you live your best life? It's always hard to get the proper nutrition into your body, whether you're on the go, whether you're working, or maybe you're just lazy and don't really think about it. A company has come along and made one scoop to make your life a better one, and that's our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a one-stop shop for everything that your body could possibly fucking need from a nutritional standpoint in one clean scoop. I, I am a big fan of this Athletic Greens. I've never taken care of myself. I'm a noted poor eater poor drinker, poor liver. And now that we've been on this run here for the last 11, 12 weeks, the thing that I've noticed that has saved me just a little bit has been my scoop of Athletic Greens. And I also have travel packets, which have worked out perfectly for everything we have to get going right now. You need to get this into your daily routine because your nutritional needs need you to have you ready 
for whatever the day throws at you. You struggle to get in nutrient-dense fruit and veggies. You're looking to overcome gut health issues or nutrient deficiencies. You just don't feel as good as you used to. You travel frequently or struggle to eat as well on the road. You're an athlete or professional seeking enhanced performance. You don't want to take multiple supplements at home or on the road. If all of these things are yeses or any of these things are yeses, you need to get with Athletic Greens right now. Your body's nutritional needs change due to stress, travel, sleep patterns, exercise, and the imperfect diet. Even with a balanced, healthy diet, it can be tough to cover your nutritional bases. That's why top performers, athletes, executives, and entrepreneurs trust Athletic Greens. Right now, you can get 20 free travel packs, which is valued at $79 with your first purchase whenever you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat that's 20 free travel packs which is valued at 79 dollars for free when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat respect your body appreciate your body fill it up with the right shit athletic greens has all the good shit for you athleticgreens.com forward slash pat 20 free travel packets now let's get to the show Joined alongside Ty Schmidt from Waterloo, Iowa, and owner of the Packers. Packers looked damn good yesterday against the fumbling, bumbling, stumbling New York Giants in a snowstorm, Ty. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's the weather we prepare for. That's the weather we play for. They were saying Daniel Jones had never thrown a football or played in the snow before. So what? When I, yeah, when I heard that, I mean, he looked damn good in the first half. But I said, you know what, just give it time. Raji's going to heat up here. He did. They kicked their asses. It's like Novocaine. Just give it time. It'll set in. That's like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. For me, though, it might be a little bit... T- happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, happy birthday, Raji. On this day, probably 30-some years ago... 36. 36 years ago in California, a man was birthed who would go on to lead the Cow Bears, play football well there. He'd get passed over by numerous people on draft day, including the San Francisco 49ers, the team that he grew up loving. Then he gets drafted to the Packers to back up Brett Favre. He and Brett Favre, obviously in two different chapters of life, have some disagreements. Brett Favre goes out. Aaron Rodgers comes in and lights the world on fire ever since. Be friends, Brett Favre, again. And the world has come full circle with a new offense being led by LaFleur. It seems like Aaron Rodgers' 36 year of life, his 36th trip around the sun, might be his best one yet. And from us to the friend of the show, happy birthday, Paul. We love you, buddy. We do love you, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't love? Hmm. The fact that if that defense doesn't get turnovers, it looks like they could potentially get picked apart. In the NFC, there's some quarterbacks that can do that. Is that something you're worried about as a Packers fan? Uh, I mean, you have to be worried about it. But right now, you know, I mean, we're 9-3. and three. That's that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. But, yeah, if it, I mean, Daniel Jones in the first half yesterday, I mean, looked like Joe Montana. He's oh, he's just, eight times. Yeah, he was leading them down the field. It, it's so weird because one week they won't be able to stop the run at all. One week they'll just get torched in the passing game so I don't know I mean it's something they need to figure out but they've also been very successful at creating turnovers all year so maybe maybe that is just their MO so I don't know I'm not too worried about it but they definitely need to shore that defense up. Happy birthday Aaron Rodgers also happy birthday to upset Tom Brady who's been birthed here in the last couple weeks I said this on get up this is the first the thing that I loved about Tom Brady for so long while the rest of the world hated him by the way Anybody outside New England hated Tom Brady. I think we're all at the point now where everybody just respects what they've done. 
But last night, watching him struggle in primetime, if you followed along that game on the internet at all, the world couldn't be happier to watch somebody who's been at the top of the mountain fall from grace just a little bit. Falter just a little bit. Taylor Swift says, people throw rocks at things to shine. Tom Brady's been shining for a long, long, long time. That's right. People hated the Yankees back in the day when they were winning all the time. People hated the Lakers back in the day when they were winning all the time. People hate the Patriots because they win all the time. In the face of that team is Tom Brady. And now Tom Brady has is on record for his worst passer rating in the history of his career. Okay, Even when he was a rookie and they were dependent upon other things, his worst rating of his entire career, he, he is on the way to accomplishing that this year. And the thing about Tom Brady that I've always respected is even in the face of adversity, in these massive moments, it looked like he didn't have sweat glands. It actually looked like the guy never sweat. His eye black was always perfectly primmed and propped right there on his face. Mm -hmm. He looked like he was out of a movie or a television show every time he stepped on a field. I'd gone on to say that whenever babies pop out, they should show a picture of Tom Brady and say, hey, if you are half as good as this human, not only good looking, but successful, accomplished, and seems to be nice. If you're half as good as this human, you've done good. The last couple weeks, Tom Brady, a man who never sweats, never blinks, seems to know what they have right now. And that's a rattled offense. Dan Orlovsky broke down in beautiful fashion this little situation between him and Philip Dorsett, who has done well for them this year. He gives Philip Dorsett the gun sign, right? A little gun sign. Dorsett's way outside on the left. Apparently, that gun sign meant a double move. Phil Dorsett either didn't get the sign or didn't adhere to it. Tom Brady hucks back, expecting a double move from Philip Dorsett. It lands flat. Boom. No problem. Go to the sidelines. Him and Josh McDaniels are looking at the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Microsoft Surface. They paid a lot of money for us to say it. Yes, they did. Excuse me. Just burped up an egg sandwich. <laughs> Was going to start keto today, decided not to, strictly because I forgot I was starting keto today and I had a bagel as soon as I walked in. Well, that was all that was available for What do you want from me? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I'll eat meat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People know that I'll eat meat. Right. Anyways, goes to the sideline, talks in that Microsoft service. Would have been better if they got iPods or iPads, mm-hmm. but I mean Apple, you know, a little tight on cash. Microsoft service, they look at that. Josh McDaniels explain him like, hey, what happened here? He said, well, I gave him the gun sign. You actually see him say, I gave him the gun sign. He did it. And then he says, I'm done with them. That I'm done with him is not only showing that Tom Brady's rattled, but Tom Brady hates what's going on on the offensive side. A guy who's always been calm, cool, and collected seems to no longer be that. And for me, that's the biggest sign that they're struggling. Everybody says their offense hasn't figured it out. They've been saying it for months. Offense isn't that great. The defense, which has been historically good, has been carrying them, and they have. Their special teams has been carrying them, and they have. But I've said... Tom Brady and offense, Josh McDaniels, they're going to figure it out. After watching last night with how upset he was, how he was imploring his teammates to be faster, quicker, and more explosive. Things that you just can't become. These are things that you either are or you're not. Whenever he was imploring them to do this, that's whenever I was like, oh, maybe this offense isn't going to figure out. Maybe this offense, if they had Josh Gordon who they just let walk out of the building. Mm-hmm. Maybe if this offense had Demarius Thomas, who they let walk out of the building twice. Mm-hmm. And... For as much hell as he raised up there, Antonio Brown, now granted, the allegations are terrible if he did anything that they are alleging. I hope he goes to jail forever. But obviously a lot of drama. You have Antonio Brown on that team here in a good spot. And it feels like Tom Brady is losing hope in that offense. And for me, they're still 10-2. and They're still going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to have a home game, which is going to be very difficult to beat them in Foxborough. But that offense is nowhere near what it used to be. And I think it's gotten to the point now 
Where when Belichick made a decision, you would always go, well, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, no other team would ever do that. No other team would ever let that person go. No other team would let that person not be a part of their offense. Yeah, but it's Belichick. They win. They can do it. They obviously can't buy into the Patriot way. Now, without those pieces that they just let walk out of the building and with how their offense is struggling, can't help but go, is the dynasty over in New England? No new contracts. A lot of chatter about him leaving. Obviously, Belichick and Tom have had their disagreements, but they've been the most successful pairing in the history of pairings of coaches and quarterbacks. But with how flustered Tom was last night, that really sent a message to me that maybe this Patriots team, even though they're 10-2, and two, I can't stress that enough. They are 10-2 and two with a bad offense right now that Tom doesn't trust anyone. Even though they're 10-2, and two, I don't know how I feel about them in the playoffs. When normally I would just hammer the Patriots, right. which is what I have done, by the way, mm-hmm. and I've been very successful with that. Shout out to yesterday, me banking in on Fando with a 16 parlay. No big deal. Stayed away from the Patriots because I don't know what they're going to do. Actually took the Texans plus three because half the half the Patriots had to flu, by the way, so that's a big deal, which should be accounted for. And even with how bad that offense played last night, playing against one of the hottest teams in the AFC, they made it a one-score game at the end, so there is things to be said about all that. But I don't. I, I, if I'm a Patriots fan, I don't like seeing Tommy Cool lose his mind a little bit a couple different occasions and look like he's sweating. Now, Grant, I know he's always been feisty, and I know he gets in people's you know ass every once in a while, chews him out. But for me, it just looks like Tom Brady's at the point where he's like, I don't know what the hell I can do anymore. He even threw the helmet mm-hmm. at one point. That's not a Tom Brady thing. And for me, that's where the red flags start going. Ding, 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 ding. Brady's always going to get the benefit of the doubt because he is the greatest of all time. But at this point, too, like how much of this is his fault? Like he just hasn't looked as crisp. Like that interception he threw last night early in the game, I feel like that's just something you you don't see him do. I mean, he just he missed that throw. It was, it was terrible. It was behind his receiver. Like obviously he doesn't have as much chemistry with a lot of these guys. But at what point is it like maybe he is losing a little bit on his fastball? Well, I think whenever you lose confidence and you lose trust and you lose comfort, not only, by the way, with his weapons, I think also with the offensive line, they're on like their fourth center or something mm-hmm. like that. So when you're not comfortable, you can almost get happy feet. But I think he's throwing the ball pretty good, by the way. That, like that Mohamed Sanu drop, that ball was thrown perfectly with some zip. We've all seen him on Instagram, too. He's faster yeah. than he's ever been. He's throwing balls faster than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm a little bit worried about how flustered he's getting because Tom Brady doesn't do that. Tom Brady doesn't get flustered like that. Guys, Listen, I need you to be faster, quicker, more explosive. (laughs) It's like, I don't know how that happens. Tom looked at a group of humans and said, I wish we had other people that were faster, quicker, more explosive, were robotic. And after all this stuff that we are saying right now, it was still a six-point game. Right. Onside kick away from potentially getting a win. Not just tying. A win out of nowhere. And it's like, that's why the Patriots are the Patriots. But for me, I don't think I'm hammering as, them as hard going into the playoffs as I would. Well, and you look at just kind of where things are trending now. Like, Buffalo stock is going up. And, I mean, they could they could basically play for the division in a couple weeks here in Foxborough. Yeah, Buffalo has to play the Ravens, which... That's true. Yeah. We'll talk about them momentarily. But Buffalo has to play the Ravens, I think, this weekend, which is going to be quite a test for both teams, I think, by the way. I think the defense for Baltimore came out a little flat. I I think Marcus Peters, I said this on Get Up, he is 
a lightning rod of a player whenever he's playing well. I think in the first half he didn't play great. I think in the second half he turned it on. And the guys at the get-up said, well, that's kind of how he is. You know, he's kind of hit mm-hmm. or miss, but whenever he's on, he's on. I think yesterday he was on in the second half, so they lit it up. In the first half he wasn't so much. But that Buffalo Bills defense has been heralded as a very good defense. We're going to find out a lot about them because a very good defense yesterday had to take on the Baltimore Ravens. And three out of four of the Baltimore Ravens scoring drives were six minutes and 30 seconds long or longer. That's insane to me. That is absolutely insane. They were able to just matriculate down the field. Lamar Jackson, who not only has been the most explosive player this year, not only has been faster, quicker, more explosive, <laughs> like Thomas said, he's been all these things, but they were able to just take their time moving down that 12-plus play drives. I mean, to seal that thing out with 628 left on the clock, drive down and get a game-winning field goal, mm-hmm. like that is beautiful football. Now, they didn't cover. So I wish they would have been a little bit quicker on a, a couple of different occasions. I wish right. they would have scored faster. But that Baltimore Ravens offense has the ability to win fast. They have the ability to win slow. That offensive line with Marshall Yonda in there, who's getting a lot more credit now, as he should, is doing very well in that three tight end set. And I think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. I think everybody thinks that at this point, honestly. There at the beginning, they had some growing pains with Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson, where Lamar Jackson said, you know, I don't like running anymore. He wants to throw. So he threw the ball 40 sometimes. Now they're throwing in like mid-20s, and it's kind of hitting a hitting a real groove. Mark Ingram, by the way, who I love, has a great personality, not only good for that locker room, but on the field he's playing well. Then you got Andrews and the other line or, or tight ends who are doing well. And on the defensive side, they're starting to play, and in the special teams. You're talking about the purest ball striker I have ever seen in Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Sam Cook, who rarely punts, is very good at his job. And Morgan Cox is the long snapper. He's very good at what he is. That Wolfpack sets up people for success. Their coverage is good. That team is so well-rounded. They're so good at so many different things. And for me, it looks like they're a runaway to win this thing. I have no idea how you stop them. That 49ers defense, people are talking about being the best defense in a long, long time. Six minute and 30 second drives on them. Three out of four times. Boom, boom, boom. Doing whatever the hell you want. How do you stop that, Ty? Answer, you can't. You can't stop it. They do what they want, when they want, how they want. And in a downpour. Now, San Francisco 49ers had to play at 10 a.m. their time. Right. The schedule makers did the 49ers zero favors yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in a downpour, which kind of takes away from both teams, but I think it hurts the Baltimore Ravens a little bit more than it hurts the Niners. Yeah, I think so. But that was a great game. But I think I learned a lot about the Baltimore Ravens where, hey, they can win however style they want to do. And they punched that Niners de- uh, defense right in the mouth. But also, in the Niners defense, they only held him to 20 points or whatever. That is a low for Lamar Jackson. And the offense was much better than I could have imagined there in the first half. They were able to move. And I think the Niners are good. I think it's going to be tight in the NFC to see who gets hot and who doesn't. I think that Seahawks team with the defense getting hot is going to be tough to stop. But for me, that Ravens team looks like a runaway in the AFC by a long shot, too. Not even close. Yeah, especially if they get home field advantage and people have to come to Baltimore. I just don't see there being anyone uh, who can beat them. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 uh. A lot of fans do it. A lot of fans do that. But in Baltimore, it's almost like they rehearsed that thing. It is loud in there. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson yesterday. That was, pro- I mean, outside of when they've lost, like, it, he almost had like a quiet game, it seemed like. But then you look at the, the box score and it's like, oh, okay, actually, he 100, ran for 100, over 100 yards. 100, 100 touchdowns, know. touchdowns. Right. So it's just like, I. I don't know. It, it goes back to something we've been talking about all year. Like you can watch film of him, you can break stuff down until you actually get on the field and see how fast he is. You're just—I mean, there's nothing you can do. By the way, Niners made that a real game. They did. 
That was a real game. But I think the telling stat is that time of possession. Mm-hmm. And to be able to run it out with 628 left against the best defense in the NFL right now, whoo, confidence is at an all-time high yeah. there. Why be less when you can be more? And if you can be more like Lamar, you'd be more like Lamar. NFC East stinks. I mean, it's a joke. The NFC East, we've been saying for a long time, and this might be because, like when I was in college at West Virginia, I hated Notre Dame. Because mm-hmm. Notre Dame was on national television every single week, and their team stunk. Our team was very good. We got caught up on Thursday night games, Friday night games. We had to play three. We didn't get on national TV as much. But Notre Dame, because of Rudy and the things that happened in the past, they're on national TV every single week. So I naturally built up a hatred for it. Moved to Indiana. Met a lot of their fans. Kind of grew an appreciation for Notre Dame, right? Sure. Just a loyal fan base. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Catholic whites love them. Oh, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. So I actually respect the fact that they build a brand that is very irrelevant but stays on the tip of most people's tongue, mostly because of the way they handle their business, mm-hmm. right? So, But as a, as a college player, I hated them. And then when I was in the NFL, we had good teams, and this NFC East was on primetime television every single week. And I was like, you know what? I hate these teams. I'm like, hey, why are these guys on TV all the time? It's because incredible franchises that have been built, right? I mean, the New York football giants, massive. Redskins, massive. Cowboys, massive. Eagles, massive. But I hate to break it to all of them. Right now, and for most years, they stink. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, they stink. It's an overhyped machine of the NFC East, which I appreciate because their fan bases are very loyal and very large. And their businesses are run in fashions where they're just trying to gain fans and numbers and money as opposed to actually good football teams. But at this moment, right now, December 2nd, 2019, the Washington Redskins are not mathematically eliminated yeah. from winning the NFC East. That's how bad the NFC East is right now. Cowboys obviously get shellacked on Thursday or on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. against the the Buffalo Bills, which by the way, sneaky good team. Sneaky good. In Jerry World, big time loss. Interesting clapping from Jerry. Interesting emotional response afterwards about how we're just trying to win the Super Bowl right now. He knows that the rest of the division stinks too. Right. Then the Philadelphia Eagles have a chance to go down to Miami. Okay. Maybe stop by Tootsies or something like that. That's the only logical response here. They had a chance to answer with the Cowboys faltering and step up and take a hold of the NFC East and say, hey, this is ours. Carson Wentz has a chance to go, hey, this is what we've been playing for. Malcolm Jenkins, everybody on the defensive side, say, hey, this is our... Instead, they go up 14, and a buzzsaw named Fitzmagic hits them right in the mouth. So now we're back to dealing with a terrible NFC East that's going to be on primetime television for the rest of the season. And one of them, in spite of themselves, is going to have to win. Yeah. Going to have, that's just the way the NFL works. Need somebody from every division. It's like a baseball all-star. Need somebody from every team. Mm-hmm. Even the teams that stink need one. That's what's happening with the NFC East. And I did a little uh, query with uh, uh, Hembo over at ESPN. And he mentioned the Seattle Seahawks in 2010. They were 7-9 and nine and won their division. Yep. And that's when the Beast Quake thing happened. And that's the importance of a home game, right? right. Now, granted, I don't see Marshawn Lynch on any team in the NFC. It's not Ezekiel Elliott is a hell of a performer. They don't give him the ball. But, yeah, they don't. it's all in Dak Prescott. <laughs> Shout out Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett. But there ain't no Marshawn Lynches out there. Uh-uh. But that, they're going to have a home playoff game at some point. Somebody in the NFC East is going to. And I think it's just they're 10 and 26, that entire division, against people outside of that division. They've only won 33% of their games. Okay? That's the worst in NFL history for a division. The history of the game. Now, granted, it's going to get better. 
I think it's like three. 44 is the worst in the history of the game. And somehow this division is going to get better because they're playing against each other. So somebody's going to get a win and it's going to end up above that. But right now, at the current stand, the NFC East is the worst division in the history of the NFL right now. That's just a stat. That is a fact. Pro Football Talk reported on it. ESPN stats. People backed it up. They stink. And somehow one of them is going to get a home playoff game, and we're going to have to watch them on national television every single week going forward. And it's just tough to watch. The Dolphins, what do we say about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Hey, if you let him hang around, he's going to end up slashing your throat. 14 nothing is not enough of a, a margin to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick out of a game. No. No chance. Especially, I mean, when they told him basically, like, hey, just go air it out. You know, that's, I mean, he's living to hear that. Threw for what, 385 yards? They scored the most points they've scored in, in like four years. years. And that Eagles team had a chance to take the lead in the division. Yeah. It's sad, the NFC East, man. It's very sad. I think a lot of it's going to get torn down. Who knows what Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins are going to look like next year. They're going to have to get a GM and a coach that is all around Dwayne Haskins, which, by the way, has won a couple games. I have no idea how he's played. I refuse to watch any of their games because... Darius Geis has been very big, the running back. Haskins still is the perennial. like He's 15-24 for 138 yards. You know, He's a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I, I didn't really like his body language early, but he's getting some wins here. Taking selfies at the end of his first win. A lot of old whites hate that. For me, it's like, yeah, you never know if you're going to win again over right. there. Turns out they could potentially win out and everybody else could lose and they could still make the playoffs somehow, which is just a sad state of affairs. But they're going to get rebuilt. Cowboys are going to get rebuilt. The Giants are going to get rebuilt. Mm -hmm. The Eagles are the only one where they're going to keep Peterson around, I'd assume, because he won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. But the Eagles are the only team that aren't just going to get a complete rebuild after this year. And I'm intrigued to see how the NFC East plays out. But who gives a damn at this point, honestly? I'll tell you who. It's the television networks. And that was obligatory cowboy talk. Well, it just, they, they won't change it. But, like, if, if you're, if you go seven and nine or eight and eight and win your division, you shouldn't get a home playoff game. It's just as simple as that. Like, because now you look in it, the NFC, the, the top half of the NFC is better than, I mean, the AFC's top two teams, I think, are as good as they get. But the NFC as a whole, yeah. that, that is a very good six team slate. One or two of those teams are going to get screwed over, and you're going to have to go play on the road somewhere, and you just you just never know. That's why I don't know if the Niners, a lot of people are asking the Ravens Niners a preview of the Super Bowl. I don't know. I can't say it for the Niners. I really can't say. I like the Niners a lot. I think they're a very good football team. But that Seattle Seahawks team is getting hot. Mm-hmm. You think Drew Brees is just going to go quietly? No way. Minneapolis Miracle, phantom pass interference, that's how those two, those two seasons ended for Drew Brees the last couple of years. Plus, he sat out for a few weeks, let alone Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the NFC is going to be tough. The AFC, we all know. Ravens are outright favorites. Right. Kansas City Chiefs getting hot, by the way. Mm-hmm. You got Andy Reid coming off a bye week. He has like the best winning percentage out of a bye week in, of all coaches in the history of the NFL. He goes into his office, he's like a beautiful mind. He's got dry erase boards. Uh, dry erase boards? Boards. Now, he probably has the wall paint mm-hmm. that I have in the office. Yep. It's just dry erase paint. And he just goes to town drawing up new plays. Huh, they haven't seen this one yet. Huh, they haven't seen this one yet. And Patrick Mahomes got to rest at Patella for a couple weeks now. He looked fresh again. He looked rejuvenated again. And that Chiefs team looked like the team that everybody was talking about and why they stayed in the top ten. The Chiefs lost like four straight games and stayed in the top ten because everybody knows the potential. Everybody's like, if this team gets going, which they can do, they're going to be great. Tyron Matthew almost fought Ryan Clark. 
<laughs> on the internet. He said, keep that energy. I want that energy whenever we get going. They're plus six in turnover ratio in the last two weeks. That defense seems to be getting good. Colquitt's always going to be a good punt. Butker can hit good balls. I mean, he's good. He's a great kicker. I mean, that team has a chance to really do some damage. But I don't know how you stop the Ravens. And I think that's the answer for the AFC. Yeah, the Patriots are 10-2, and and we think that they might be able to possibly almost figure it out on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> a lot of words there beforehand. Tom, Tom might think it. Tom might be thinking, man, may, maybe this year we don't. Who knows what happens with that. But the Ravens haven't figured out. Have they peaked too early? Maybe there's a lot of football left to be played. But they seem like a team that's unstoppable. The Chiefs are getting hot, I guess. The Titans are a team yeah. that have to be talked about because they can run the ball and they can stop the run. They made the Colts look like an average team. Now, granted, the Colts are very banged up. Jacoby Brissett made two very bad throws. But the Colts are without T.Y. Hilton. They're without Marlon Mack. They're without Ebron, who's on IR. I think he decided to go on IR, which is a wild move. <laughs> it's a wild move. I don't know how that happens. But the Titans have been winning. And winning in awesome fashion. But I don't think any of these teams in the AFC side were going, yeah, they'll beat the Ravens. Nobody's saying that. No. In the NFC side, there's a lot of questions. Like, yeah, the Niners are very, very good, but they've already lost the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are very, very good. You think Drew Brees is just going to disappear, though? And then Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur, maybe they'll get that defense figured out straight away. Maybe that offense will be humming for four quarters. The NFC has a lot more question marks in my eyes than the AFC, and that's why I can't just crown the Niners to be the Super Bowl contenders for the NFC, because I just don't know. And I think that's also what magnifies how important it is of having a home playoff game. You have all these teams that are like 9-3, and three, you know, 10-2, and 8-4. and four. Like the, the margin is so slim, and going on the road in the playoffs might be what, what ends up, you know, eliminating one of these teams, and then you have the Cowboys sitting there at eight and eight. You know who their their offense is good enough. I mean to beat anyone in Jerry World. Nah, they I mean stink. they stink. You know they're not any good. They but you, stink. But you never know in the playoffs. They're zero and six against any top ten defense or top ten whatever. You have no idea. I mean, granted though, in the playoffs, right? You just don't know. Any given Sunday, mm-hmm. that inch in front of you. What's that whole speech he gives? Yeah, the six inches in front of your face. Yeah. I tried to watch The Irishman. Is that guy in that movie? Yeah, he is. Hoffa. I tried to watch The Irishman. Jeez Louise. I've heard you're supposed to watch it as a four-part miniseries. That makes sense. <laughs> I watched the first part and went to sleep. <laughs> it's a seven-hour show. I know. Three and a half hours. I haven't got around to it's it It's everything I like, too. Mm-hmm. Mafia, Irish folks. Mm-hmm. It's everything I like. I knocked out one minute in. Yeah, Zito didn't even know the Painting Houses reference, which is literally three minutes in, and Zito said, I watched it. I'm like, <laughs> you, I'm like you Painting Houses, Zito? He's like, what? Uh, what? Me Painting Houses. Painting Houses. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> By the way, I have a Teamsters pullover. Ooh. I don't know where it is. My dad's cousin, Reggie, was a Teamster, which I think means he was in the Irish Mafia. Pretty close. Which I respect, and I appreciate it. Yeah. And I got a Teamsters pullover. And after watching that movie, it feels like I'm, I could probably walk into any city with that thing on and be in good company. Oh, but yeah. I'd owe them. <laughs> but I would owe them. Great conversation, good topics, talking a lot of shit today. But let's talk about what you got going on. Hey, you know that lady that you've been trying to chat with and maybe take her home and take a little visit to Pantan? Or maybe you're trying to make love to your lady and you've gotten to the point where you just can't last as long as you would hope or she would hope. Maybe it's time for you to put on a show in the sack. Maybe it's a time for you to realize that, hey, I'm not the only one that has this problem. A lot of people have this problem, but I'm going to be the one who's going to take care of the problem. 
insert Roman swipes. Roman swipes are these beautiful creations that are uh, little packets that are very small, small enough to fit inside your wallet that arrive at your doorstep in very, very, what's that word? Impetuous? Impetuous? I'm sure that is the word, but the package is... uh, Oh, discreet. Discreet. There it is. Very discreet packaging. I, I, I couldn't think of the word, but I know exactly what it is. Very discreet packaging. It arrives at your door. And right now, you go to GetRoman.com and use promo code USA. You get free two-day shipping. So by this weekend, a discreet package can arrive at your doorstep where you will take a packet out of that. You will put it in your pocket because it's small enough to fit there. Then whenever it's time to put on a show, when it's time to make some love, when it's time to take a trip to Poundtown, when it's time to go ahead and knock boots. You take the swipe out of the packet, you wipe it on, you let that thing dry, which happens very quickly. It does not transfer to your partner, so they have no idea. Then bang, all of a sudden, we're having the night of our lives. All thanks to our friends at Roman. Go to GetRoman.com, promo code USA, to get free two-day shipping on their swipes. This weekend's the weekend that you get a little cardio in while making some love. Thanks to Roman. We are joined by an all-pro, a two-time pro bowler, a Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Fame member, a Walter Payton Award winner, two-time Atlantic 10 Offensive Player of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, from Villanova, running back Brian Westbrook. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? I'm incredible. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Your Eagles stink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because of that, I'm not doing very well. Uh, but football season is rolling around and, and rolling on. And we've had a lot of very good football to watch, not including my Philadelphia Eagles. I agree completely. The NFL season is the greatest time of year. now, And we're rolling into the best time of year off the field as well. So, I mean, it's a magical time to be alive. But let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. You lay an egg in Miami against a buzzsaw Ryan Fitzmagic. I mean, everybody knew that was going to happen. But they still control their destiny. Do you see anything in this Eagles team that could potentially pose a long run in the playoffs? You know what, Pat? I don't. Yeah, you know, me neither. I think in order to to be able to sustain uh, good play, especially in the playoffs, in, in November and December, you have to be able to run the football, which I think the Eagles over the last couple of weeks have done a decent job of running the football, averaging close to five yards a carry, but they don't have a commitment to it. And so they, they're committed to throwing the football. Carson Wentz, you saw 46 passes yesterday from Carson uh, which is way too many, especially when you're running the ball at 4.9 yards per carry. The other part um, that you have to have to have sustained success in November, December, which leads into a playoff run, is being able to stop the run on the other side of the ball. And not only did the Eagles not do a great job of stopping the run, and obviously they're, they're going to be a good stopping the run type of defense. They couldn't stop the pass yesterday. Agreed. So that was kind of weird, uh, especially because – over the last few weeks, they played Tom Brady. They played Russell Wilson. And the secondary did a great job as far as slowing things down. You know, early on on the season, the Eagles secondary had a bunch of injuries. Jalen Mills came back, helped the defense. Ronald Darby, as well as, well as Devontae Maddox, their slot cornerback, came back. And that defense, the secondary in particular, looked much, much better. And yesterday, they got beat up pretty bad by uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, who had a heck of a day. Uh, and, and, you know, when you look at those types of things, not being committed to the run, not being able to stop the pass on the other side of the ball, 
Um, it, it's just not a good mix for the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles playoff opportunities. I agree, but they still could potentially have a home playoff game. I mean, because the Cowboys are trying their best to suck, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, you're absolutely right. So it's going to come down to that, I think it's December 22nd game against the, the Cowboys, you know, in, in, in Philly. And, you know, the last time they played, the Cowboys beat them 37-10. They look really, really well, good as far as running the football, passing the football as well. Um, they did a great job. They look like a different team now, the, the Dallas Cowboys do. They look like a lost football team. Um, their defense looks totally different than they, they, than they did early on in the season. And, and so it's going to be a battle of two teams that over the last few games have not looked very good. Uh, running, passing, as well as defending the football. And so it'll be an interesting game either way. No matter if it's the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, it's hard to envision either one of these teams having a long run in the playoffs. I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of coaching jobs up for grabs in that NFC East as well after this season. I'll be excited to see how that turns out. Now, let's pivot to a running back in the NFC who has done a hell of a job this year, but some reason gets caught up on the goal line on a very regular occasion. Christian McCaffrey worked his way into MVP conversations with all that he's done. He's done incredible. But for some reason, whenever it's two goal situation on the goal line, he's been stopped on numerous occasions. Is that personnel? Is that mental? What is that? you think well i just think that christian mccaffrey is similar to myself does a great job in space and when you put him in space he's going to make people miss he's going to use his speed and his quickness his lateral uh, ability to just make guys look kind of crazy in space and we've seen it really all season long now what happens in the goal line is everything is compressed everything happens a little bit faster and so he just doesn't have as much space and he doesn't look as explosive because everyone is bunched in and, you know, you got now 11 guys within a 5-10 yard uh, area, and it makes it a little bit tougher for him. And so that's why he's much more effective out in the field opposed to the goal line. And, again, he put on a bunch of weight this offseason, but he's still not a big back. He's still not 230. He's not going to run through a bunch of different guys. And so goal line may not be his ideal play. However, if, if teams are willing offensively to spread things out on the goal line, now you have to get defenders in space that's where he's going to be much more successful. We're talking to Brian Westbrook, superstar running back for the Philadelphia Eagles for nine seasons, or eight seasons, I apologize. Did you get a chance to see Derrick Henry and what he did against the Indianapolis Colts? He's getting hot right now, and so are those Tennessee Titans. But when you have a running back who's six foot 12, 700 pounds, who runs a 4-5, how do you stop that, Mr. Westbrook? Well, the, the, the thing that you do... Um, I, I guess a running back, and I, I, I saw Derrick Henry at the Maxwell Awards when he was coming out of high school. He was 6'3", 240 at that point. I saw him when he was leaving Alabama. He was 6'4", 250 at that point. And what you're seeing now, the latter part of the season, now we're in December, is defenders making business decisions. They're saying, okay, here it comes down to this, especially if you're not going to the playoffs. You're saying, okay, is it worth risking my body to try to tackle this grown man <laughs> Um, down to the ground and you know sometimes for especially for cornerbacks and safety it may not be worth it with the running back that size sometimes for linebackers as well as linemen it may not be worth it and we we saw this happen last year towards the end of the year Derrick Henry just started going off and teams were saying they weren't willing to step up and try to tackle that man in in space and now you're continuing to see we saw it again yesterday 26 carries 146 yards and a touchdown that was impressive. Good stats right there, Mr. Westbrook. I appreciate that. How do you top of my head? Just thinking. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a very smart man. That's why you've had a lot of success both on the field and off the field. What do you do now, Mr. Westbrook? Well, right now, I do a bunch of radio and TV. I do ESPN radio down in uh, Philadelphia for 97.5 The Fanatic. Oh. I do a show with Adam Lefko. Um, Love Lefko. Um, a couple days a week. I know he's been on your show as well over there at Bleacher Report. I um, do a pregame show and a postgame show in Philly as well. And so just running around doing a bunch of TV and radio. And I also do uh, first things first on Fox Sports 1, um, you know, regularly a couple times a week. And so uh, those are all the football things I do. But really the thing that I'm most passionate about and I'm most excited about, quite honestly, is my foundation. Oh, um, nice. I have a horse farm down in, in Maryland. And, you know, we, we're down there trying to empower young kids and show them how to be successful in life and how to make sure that they can have great lives ahead of them. And so now we're down there trying to, my wife and I are down there trying to empower communities and make sure that they are, um, you know, that they are, you know, ready to be successful of our young people and teaching them different trades and crafts so that if, even if they're not good in, with their hands or with their in school, that they can use different skill sets to be successful in life. And so connecting the dots with that, that's kind of our passion at this point, and we're enjoying that an awful lot. That's awesome. And fulfillment's a real thing. You you don't get to feel fulfillment often, so I assume whenever you're doing that, that is something that really makes you feel full. Is that accurate? Well, it is. You know, so as an NFL player, you know, God willing, I'll never have to have a job in the future. You know, I'll, I'll want to work, but I'll never have to have a job. I've been blessed enough to make a bunch of money in the NFL um, and now it's time to give back. I had so many people that, that helped me along the way. Now it's time to give back and help more people so that more people that look like me, that are like me, that are, you know, even if they're not like me, uh, can have success in the future. We want to help as many people as we can. That's what really our heart, you know, that, that's how we find that fulfillment that you're talking about when we're able to help some people and, and watch them progress and grow as individuals. And so it's been a special ride for me and my wife. You got a horse farm, you said, down in Maryland? That's beautiful. Yeah, horse farm down there. 50 acres down there in Maryland, right outside of D.C. And so um, it's, it's good, good little piece of land, and we enjoy it out there as much as we can get down there. Because, we, you know, we're, in, we're here in Brooklyn, so we spend a lot of time here, but we try to get down there as often as we can and try to enjoy the horses and the, the scenery, the pond, all that other stuff down there. You got the horses in the back. That's Most right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's winning the Super Bowl, Brian? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, the way that um, the Baltimore Ravens are playing, Unbelievable. I don't know that anyone catches up to them. You know, there's a point where I'm saying, okay, um, with the 49ers game this past weekend, I'm saying, okay, you know, the 49ers, they, they have a really good defense. They have fast players, aggressive linebackers, a really good defensive line. They'll slow them down a little bit. They'll slow Lamar down a little bit, especially with the run game. And I, as you watch the game, there were so many times where the defenders, they were confused. They had no clue who had the ball. And that's not going to change. We're talking about the best defense in football in the 49ers, or at least one of the best, and they couldn't figure out who had the ball because of the ball handling of Lamar Jackson and you had Mark Ingram in there, the different tight ends. And so as that continues to evolve, it's just hard for me to, fig- to think that any defense is going to figure that out. And even though I, I saw the Ravens defense give up some yards yesterday, I still think they're going to be pretty hard to beat. Now, there's a couple of teams in the NFC um, that I, I think have a chance. And a lot of people haven't been mentioning this team, but I think they have the ability to run the ball. They have two good receivers, and they have a quality defense, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see Whoa. them tonight against Seattle. 
But I, I think that they have a chance. I, obviously, I think Green Bay and Seattle and the Saints all have a chance. But that's one of my you know low-key um, teams there that not a lot of people are talking about. But they have all the ingredients to make a run for the Super Bowl in my mind. Okay, so we only got like a minute and a half left. That Minnesota Vikings team had that public meltdown, and everything has changed since then. Were mm-hmm. you ever part of a team that had something like that? Of course I was. We had T.O. on our team, and oh, we had uh, a, a big-time meltdown there uh, between him and the, the organization and Donovan. So we had some issues there. I don't think that this Minnesota team went through all of that, but they were able to rally um, and come back together and win a bunch of football games, and now they're sitting at 8-3 and three, heading to Seattle with a, a pivotal game in front of them. Because I think that both of those teams are fighting for a wild card berth and things like that and trying to figure out who's going to have a a higher seed as far as the NFC playoffs. And so it's exciting, and I think they rallied. The the Vikings have rallied, and now they got a a great test tonight. All right, well, Mr. Westbrook, I appreciate you so much. Love what you're doing down there with that horse farm in some of the most expensive property in the country with 50 (laughs) acres. Good for you, ladies and gentlemen. Running back legend, Eagles legend, Brian Westbrook. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, Pat. Take care now. Hey, cheers, man. Because it's insane to me. Because I don't know what I believe. I have no idea. I hope when I die it doesn't end. I hope something happens. And I just can't wait to see who's right. Speaking of being right, wasn't me. This guy was 100% right whenever he talked about the Tennessee Titans this weekend getting a win in Lucas Oil for the 17th Meeting now. They are three and fourteen. They earned a third win just yesterday with Derrick Henry, the six foot ten, four hundred pound running back, Ryan Tannehill dropping dimes. I owe this man an autograph cold. Delicious Dr. Pepper, and also have to wear his jersey for twenty four hours. There's been worse things. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie George. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful introduction, my friend. Thank you so much. Is there anything you, you would... Me, brother? Um, I was about to say, is there anything you would like to say about yesterday's game between the Titans and the Colts? I mean, I don't have to say much. I think you pretty much watched... You didn't see it, did you? You said that your satellite went out or something. I'm glad, I'm glad it did go out. You would have been highly upset. I mean, they played really well. You know, I'm really proud of my boys. Uh, Mike Vrabel had them dialed in. Uh, played all three phases of the game extremely well. Offense, defense. It was a total team win. I mean, listen, you guys have beaten us, golly, uh, since, what, 2001, I think, something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous number. So, I mean, you know, we were due. I mean, we were due. So <laughs> let us have that. You know what I mean? Let us have that one victory, because we don't know what's going to come around again, but I think um, we're heading in the right direction. I, I was really impressed with Tannehill, uh, how he was able to uh, just, just throw balls all, all across the field, you know, just dimes everywhere. Uh, Derek Henry played well, but our special teams play was, was magnificent, and we got a couple of picks, too, that really helped us. Okay, well. let's, let's talk about Derek Henry, because not only just because you're a running back, but because I think if you can run the ball and stop the run, that's how you get good in late December and in the playoffs. Yeah. This team is trending towards a team that could do some real damage in the playoffs. Am I accurate in saying that about the Titans? You know what, Pat? You're right, man. I mean, they're doing, you talked about it, they're doing the right things at the right time. And, and what you do on the road is you bring three things with you, your defense, a star running game, and your special teams play. And Derrick Henry, so since for the last over the last 16 games, has rushed for over 18, almost 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns, and he's leading the league in rushing over the last 16 games. This dude is an absolute monster. He's been very consistent. He's really taken over the, uh, the run game for the Titans, really the face of the franchise. 
And now you mix in a quarterback who's been consistent, bringing some moxies to the position, um, some great leadership skills. And, and Ryan Tannehill, I mean, guys, these guys are getting hot at the right time. And in this league, like you know, you don't want to peak too early. You want to get hot at the right time, and this team is starting to do that. they got some challenges coming up. they got the Texans twice. they got New Orleans Saints they have. they got to fly out to Oakland. Those are, those, those are going to be some tests for them. But if they get through that gauntlet, I think they can make it happen in the playoffs. How do you feel about the Texans last night against the Patriots? Massive win. Now, granted, the Patriots, half the team had the flu. They had two different planes. They're yeah. on the road in Houston. Houston never gets enough credit for being in an electric environment, but massive win for the Texans. Are they peaking as well? You know they look good, but I was I was I was hoping for an onside kick to happen just yeah. to hear the air come out the stadium. <laughs> had they got that, had they got that onside kick last night, that we would have seen the epic meltdown because we know what the outcome was going to be. If you get Tom Brady, fifty seconds, half. Come on, please. That's 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 an automatic touchdown. They would have found a way to win. I wanted to see that game to see all the Texas fans sick, but. Great win overall for the Texans. Um, they look pretty good. You know, Deshaun Watson, man, he's impressive to watch. I mean, I'm really torn between him and Lamar Jackson. Um, I know they went head-to-head this year, and Lamar just ripped them apart, but Deshaun Watson is extremely impressive. Um, uh, the Texans looked the part, too. It's going to be an interesting December coming up. Tom Brady looked rattled for the first time I've ever seen Tom Brady look rattled. Well, it was the receivers, okay? He was not rattled. The receivers were dropping balls. They weren't getting open. No, he was rattled. I have to agree. Yeah, he he threw his helmet. Eddie, he threw his helmet. And then he was asking dudes to be faster, quicker, and more explosive. You can't just learn that in the middle of a game. That's something you got to have or you don't have, Eddie. Yeah, but you know what? It's coming from Tom Brady, so he knows something. He's probably telling them, listen, you got to get to your spot a little bit quicker or faster. Because I tell you what, the pass rush for for the Texans was was relentless. I mean, a great job of Romeo, Romeo Cornell for dialing up some blitzes. Um, they had uh, some unique. They had like a dime look in certain plays. I think they went dime the whole um, the whole game pretty much to to match up with uh, some of their the running backs, the corner on the running back, and so forth. And just a magnificent job defensively speaking for the Houston Texans. But we, we both know. That when it really counts, when they get in the playoffs, the Patriots are going to find a way to win. This is the Patriots and the rest will find a way to, to win the game to advance them in the playoffs. Is it hard to find an Eddie George jersey at this point, or is that pretty easy to find? You know what? I have to send you one, bud. I don't, I don't want you to wear some some jersey out of uh, God knows where offline. You know, <laughs> I want you to get a stitched. Eddie George jersey. Not the iron-on numbers. Those suck. I can't stand those jerseys. I'm going to get you a stitched, signed Eddie George jersey. And I need that Dr. Pepper can signed in silver. Not black, but silver. That work? Yeah, I'll write you a little note on there, too. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Is that going up in your office where you manage billions and billions of dollars? (laughs) No, it won't be. You see my jersey? It is in my office now. No, no, I'm talking about the can that I'm sending to you. Where are you going to put that at? Is that going right in the office, right behind like a game ball or something like that? Or is that going right Actually, in the trash? That's the decor for my bathroom. Right <laughs> behind my toilet. That's exactly where it's going to go. So every time I go to use the restroom, I'm like, ah, there's my man, Pat. <laughs> That's where you deserve to be, my friend. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Hey, my agent here said that uh, he found out through synagogue chatter. What was that? All right, Eddie, so... Set the record straight here. 
You're fantastic in your Dr. Pepper. Incredible in the Incredible. Dr. Pepper. You, you play a very believable doctor. Yes. And, and on the radio, by the way. You're very, very talented. Yeah, very good. <laughs> now, it was, it was brought to my attention that you may have taken acting lessons at a local Nashville synagogue. That's where you honed your acting chops. True or false? And if true, uh, what's the story behind that? Great question. Well, it is true to a certain extent. Huh. Um, I was doing a play called The Whipping Man, and it a required play. me to learn um, some Hebrew. So wow. we all went to a, a Seder and a, uh, had did a, um, um, uh, this whole ordeal, and I had to learn Hebrew, had to learn the, the whole ritual, and it was really well done. I, God, I can't remember what I had. It was uh, this this leaven bread. It was really delicious. It was matzah, amazing. matzah, yes, yeah, Thank matzah balls down. The Jewish and cracker. It, it, it was, it was, it oh. was. It was the whole the whole ordeal was great. So yeah, it was a part of my process to get ready for the role that I played actually about four or five years ago. A lot of proud congregates in Nashville, though. Yeah, they're very they proud this, of you. They wear Eddie George jerseys to synagogue on Saturdays. They're very, very proud of this. That's awesome. I, I didn't know you were in theater. You're in theater. You do incredible jobs on commercials. You're electric on a microphone. And you're in your financial managing millions and millions of dollars. Is there anything Eddie George stinks at? Uh, golf. That's what I'm trying to work on. I'm working on my, my golf game. But, but since you mentioned the uh, the Dr. Pepper commercials, of course they have to plug in Dr. Pepper and the amazing job that they've done this year for uh, the commercials that I played the doctor on. Uh, Brian Bosworth played the, the town sheriff. I mean, they're just the second year for it. It's really done to bring the college fans and college football together to show the passion and the emotional connection between both. And Fansville has an opportunity to show the nuances of what it's really like be a college football fan. And this year, as you know, Pat, every year Dr. Pepper, they're celebrating the 11th anniversary of the Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. Oh, yeah. Changed the lives of a lot of kids when they throw the ball through the big Dr. Pepper can. And they're giving away um, $100,000 to the winner and twenty five to the runner-up. So it changed a lot of lives. You know, these kids in college and it's tough for them to get jobs. It's tough for them to pay off their, their tuition and so forth. So this they do an exceptional job of changing the lives of these kids. I really enjoy it. I'm happy. I'm happy. We're past the point where people used to judge how kids would throw that ball. Oh, I still do. You, no, you shouldn't. Oh, yeah, no, the pass is everything. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant the way they do it. Instead of doing the overthrow like a regular quarterback, they just the chest pass and it goes in. It's amazing. It's genius. It's just like Matt Hack throwing a touchdown to Jason Sanders. It's the same exact thing. It's actual football. When you need to get a ball into a target, you utilize the best possible way to do so. The chess pass in this particular case for hundred grand is the right way to do it. Without question, no question. I think they should move it back to 15 and then have people throw seeds into that thing. However many you get, that's who wins. But they want to give away the scholarship. No, no. so they're still it's giving com- it away. It's a competition. Yeah, it's a competition. They it's compete just, against each other. Hey, who can chess pass the most from two years away? I look away? forward to it every single year because it should shuts down the internet because it's it always does, it everybody's does. always torn. They're like, oh, I shouldn't be trespassing. I'm like, you know what? If I'm there, I'm trespassing that thing as much as I possibly can. Without question. And I was in Waco, the home of Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Oh, I housed about four or five Dr. Peppers down there in Waco. So haven't had one in a while. It's a sweet. It is so good. Yeah, 23 flavors. <laughs> Who? 23 flavors. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's 23 flavors. My, my favorite is the cherry. The, the, uh, the cherry uh, flavor, Dr. Pepper, is amazing. Uh, you MVP at tailgate? No, uh, Eddie, that's a ref- reference to Jerry Rice. He was terrible on the show. Unlike you, you're amazing. The um, Can I talk about Ohio State? 
That Ohio oh, yes. State, they, they might win. And by the way, great call, Nostradamus, and what happened with Michigan. I yeah. mean, you're almost spot on with your uh, prediction. Is there anybody that can stop them? Nobody's talking about Clemson. Everybody's talking about LSU, obviously. Is there anybody that can stop Ohio State? Well, you know what? You mentioned Clemson. Um, we've never had um, great success against Clemson and all the times that we played them. Of course, this year could be different, but uh, Clemson, no, because no one's talking about Clemson and they are last year's reigning champs, they have the quarterbacks playing a lot better. He's playing the best month of football he's played, I think, in his career since he's been at Clemson, since going back to last year. Um, they're, they're still loaded defensively, loaded on uh, 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 a receiver. I mean, they're just they're just a talented football team. And because they hadn't played any, any marquee games, nobody's talking about it. They, that's the one team that scares me a little bit from, with Ohio State. But the Buckeyes, they look really good on the road. Um, they look kind of rattled at first in the, in the first five minutes of the game until they settled in and, and, and um, are able to make plays uh, offensively. J.K. Dobbins hasn't gotten enough credit to be a Heisman Trophy candidate. They have, golly, they have three guys that can possibly win it in the field, Chase. And I think Dobbins now could be the front runner for Ohio State. I think Joe Burrow still has a chance uh, to win the trophy, and, and but I think it comes down between him and Dobbins this weekend. But he's been fantastic to watch. Okay, last question before I let you go. What year did you win the Heisman? Was that your senior year? That was my senior year, 1995. Okay, I often wonder this about Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I know he's been groomed to be this quarterback, but with so much success your freshman year and having your first like off time without your parents around, I knew he was going to slip into a slump. I think it's just human reaction. To see him get back to his form, I think, is something that is incredibly mentally tough for that kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime a freshman, a freshman has success, you, you have a chance. It's like anything else. You know, guys will figure you out, figure you out eventually. Defensive coordinators will figure you out and figure out your weaknesses. And I think you saw a little bit of that. And things are not going as well as they were going for him last year, earlier on. You know, all that stuff plays into it. And the kid has long hair, good looking guy. Of course, yeah. he's going to have a slumber. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, women are coming out of the woodwork. Yes. Kids. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was uh, talking about. It is what it is, man. But uh, I'm glad to see that he's playing well, but hopefully not too well to get to my boys when we, if and when we see them in the college football playoff. All right, well, good luck to you and your Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend and also your Tennessee Titans. I'll get you the Dr. Pepper. Can't wait for the jersey. Very thankful for you coming on the show. You're incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie George. Appreciate you, man. Take care, guys. Take care. He's really good. You should represent him. I was going to ask, like in season three of Fansville, what role can we expect Pat McAfee to play? Oh, am I going to get into Fansville? Mm. I was, I was going to ask Eddie, put him on the spot. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy for sure. I thought you were going to ask him who represents him. You should try to get into that game, I think so, too. Your, your suit right now you're wearing is Dr. Pepper colored. Yeah? Yeah. It's time enough. to get a deal. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest meat deal in the history of meat happens once a year. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know what I'm about to say. Our friends at Omaha Steaks have done it again. Listen to this. It's time, tis the season, the best time of the year. A birthday is coming up for a guy named Jesus. Hanukkah is about to pop off. I believe Kwanzaa and any other religious festivities that are about to take place surrounding the new year where everybody is happy and gifts are given. We'll search no more for the gift of the year for your dad, maybe your 
Maybe your mom. Maybe your brother. Maybe your boyfriend. Could be anybody. Girlfriend, you name it. Uncle Joe. Aunt Susie, if she loves the meat. You never know. Omaha Steaks has their limited time offer of the favorite gift package, the gift all of your friends and family will love right now at omahasteaks.com. Enter the code America and get all of this for $69.99. Listen to what you get for $69.99. Four six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet mignons. Four savory premium pork chops. Four Omaha Steaks burgers. Four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin. Four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. And... An Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet and, for listeners of this show, a free six-piece cutlery set and a cutting board. All of that for only $69.99. All the delicious food, the free cutlery set that you'll enjoy for years to come for only $69.99. Four six-ounce bacon wrap filet mignon, four premium pork chop, four Omaha Steaks burger, four potatoes on ground, four caramel apple tartlets, an Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet, and a six-piece cutlery set and a cutting board for just $69.99 right now when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code AMERICA in the search bar. It's fucking absurd. There's no way they make any money off it. That's $800 value. <laughs> Has to be. Ty, I'm no mathematist or scientist, but I believe they are giving away the fucking company, and that's for us to enjoy and for them to deal with later. OmahaSteaks.com, code America in the search bar. Omaha Steaks are the most tender, the most flavorful, and you can only get steaks of this quality from Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Again, order now and you can get the favorite gift package plus the free six-piece cutlery set and cutting board for only $69.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type America in the search bar. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Order the favorite gift package today. Order one for whoever you think would enjoy this. By the way, everybody would. This is a lot of meat. But get one for yourself for now. Get one for yourself for later. They're giving away the company right now, and we need to take advantage of it. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code AMERICA in the search bar for the favorite gift package, which has so much shit in it, plus a free six-piece cutlery set. Do that now. Joining me now, the head coach for the D.C. Defenders. He was at Stanford, then the Colts, then at Michigan. Now he's leading a franchise into a brand new league, ladies and gentlemen. The slow Pep Hamilton. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, there's some rumors swirling around, man, that you're challenging me to a race. Hey, listen, you used to pop off and chirp a little bit whenever I thought I was a little bit of an athlete. I see you're still in great shape, though. That's awesome to see. Still working at it, man. Just know, you know, in my hood, we don't get out ran by punters. <laughs> uh, Pep, I am so happy for you, man. I was excited to see you get selected for this position. I think it was only a matter of time before you got to run your own show. Now you're doing it in a brand new league. What can we look forward to with the XFL and your D.C. defenders? You know, I think um, the one thing you can look forward to for sure is just an exciting, fast-paced brand of football. Um, we look forward to, you know, really fielding a team that's going to play tough, smart football. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're trying to wear down the opponent. We're trying to, as you've always heard me say quite often, impose our will on the opponent. And uh, with, the, uh, with the rules and the parameters that we have in place, if you can play a physical brand of football on offense and defense, you're going to have a good opportunity to win all your games. Why did, what does that mean? What do you mean by the rules that are in place? What's different from the NFL that would make you think, like, hey, physical football is going to be dominant in the XFL? 
Well, I think it's gonna everything's gonna happen faster. Okay. You know, shorter play clock. Um, you'll see. I don't know that you'll necessarily see more plays, but you'll see uh, up tempo. Up. You know, we're kind of advocating that you play the game faster and really hold the uh, fans' attention by uh, getting to the ball just a tad quicker than you typically see in professional football. I've been seeing you sit in, like, uh, executive boardrooms, basically. You guys are shaping this league currently. You're one of the minds behind this. That has to feel like a pretty cool thing to reimagine football. Oh, uh, come on. That's, um, it's exciting. I tell you what, I've for 20 years straight, I've had somewhat the same routine of uh, attending a mini camp, training camp, and then you're jumping right into your season. Well, this year, 2019, was different for me. To have an opportunity to uh, to sit in and hear uh, Mr. McMahon and Oliver's vision of what they want the XFL to look like, uh, that's been fun. Well, that's is, Vince, fun. is Vince McMahon the biggest anomaly you've ever heard speak before? i tell you what. I think um, just looking at the platform that we've established for our league, uh, I think without a doubt, you know, our leadership is outstanding and, and uh, their vision is going to be the reason that this thing is a success. Okay, Pep, you coached at Michigan for a little bit. This weekend, Ohio State-Michigan's taking place. You were there for a few years. What did you learn about that rivalry that's taking place out there in Ann Arbor? Well, you know, I, I think when you look at the, the, the rivalries that we have all across sports, the uh, North Carolinas and Dukes, um, the Packers and Bears, I think Michigan and Ohio State is right up there near the top, if not at the top. Uh, true, true short story. I got to tell you this story. Uh, last year's game, it got ugly fast. Um, uh, but my kid, my son Jackson, you got to remember Jackson because okay. he talks about you all the time. Good kid. Um, make a long story short, uh, my, my son Jackson and a couple of his buddies that play on this little league team, they tra- traveled to, to the horseshoe with us uh, last year. And uh, after the game, we, I came out the locker room, head down just a tad. And walked over to my son, and my son's an aspiring quarterback. And uh, he said, Dad, you know, I got something I want to talk to you about. I said, what, Jack? I thought he was going to say, well, Dad, you know, don't worry about it. You know, we'll get him next time. He said, I think I know where I want to go to school. (laughs) He said, I want to be a Buckeye, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) He said, their quarterback didn't have to throw it far, very far at all for them to score touchdowns. And, uh, man, it was intense in that stadium. It's a great rivalry. Okay, so you're the head coach. Is there a GM for the D.C. Defenders, or what is the operation here? Yeah, here, you want to meet the GM? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just spun his chair in a circle, if you're listening on radio, and said, it's me, basically. Okay, so who's doing, like, the scouting and stuff for this? How, how, like, will will there be a D.C. Defender scout at that Michigan game, Ohio State game? Absolutely. Um, so the way it works is <laughs> the league, we have a uh, – they handle the overall scouting of prospects and vetting out players uh, at a league level. Gotcha. But it's still our job as, as, as franchises to evaluate the prospects that we want to add to our team. But the pool is, is uh, ultimately uh, formulated by uh, the folks at the league office now, you know, and that's led by D- Doug Whaley, former uh, Buffalo Bills – general manager now let me say this though i have a great personnel staff i have uh, my director of personnel is greg gabriel longtime uh, nfl scout director of college scouting uh, with the chicago bears we were together for a number of years in chicago once upon a time uh gerald dixon who was also uh, uh a scout worked in personnel for the buffalo bills along with matt cooper who was in buffalo so 
uh, I have a, a really good group of guys to help, you know, support us, support us in making good decisions on, on the personnel side. Okay, so you're the head coach and the GM. I feel like that is every coach's dream is to run his own operation. People see what happens with Belichick and Pete Carroll and Adam Gase had there for a month somehow. I have no idea. <laughs> that. But you always hear about how if you're a coach, you want to be able to manage your own roster. It's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna force me to cook here, but you're not gonna let me buy the ingredients that I'm supposed to cook with. And now, granted, some GMs and head coaches get along well, but there's many occasion where they do not. Is that something that really drew you to the XFL? Like, hey, I get to basically create my own team and coach my own team here. You know, that was a very exciting part of uh, taking on this challenge and taking on this position. Uh, and I will say, you know, it's not just a coincidence that I ended up with uh, four, four Buckeyes on our roster and four guys from the Nittany Lions. You know, if you can't beat them sometime, you join them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, only time will tell uh, if we made the right decisions from a personnel standpoint but we're really excited about a quarterback who, you, who you've had on the show Cardell Jones uh any other quarterbacks we have Tyree Jackson from the University of Buffalo uh and uh we just added Vad Lee former quarterback at JMU but we have a, a really good roster on paper we'll find out what we're about here soon we start training camp uh next week we start mini camp excuse me next week here in D.C., so we're fired up about that. So how's that go? How's minicamp go? You guys got, like, uh, facilities and everything? You got everything meetings? Absolutely. I'm here now. You, I'm at the. Uh, I'm sitting in the office. I'm warming my whistle up, trying to get ready for uh, the guys who will show up next week. Pep, I cannot wait to be a part of the XFL. I can't wait to watch you do well in the XFL. You're a great head coach, and you relate to players so well. That's why you uh, can motivate and bring out the most in everybody. I can't wait to see your D.C. defenders. I can't wait to see the XFL, and I can't wait to be on that sideline and outrun your ass so you go back to your hood and say, hey, this punter, this white dude smokes me in jorts. That's what you're going to have to say. I might lose my car, bro. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I might lose my car. Pat, Pat, I'm proud of you, man. I tell you what, there was never a doubt that um, that you would do well in whatever you chose to do once you finished playing football. But uh, we've seen this. We saw this a long time ago when we were together at the Colts. Pat used to host every event that the Colts had, and uh, he did an outstanding job then. And I thank you for uh, taking the time during training camp to let my son uh, catch punts and shag balls for you. Not only is he a, a great quarterback, 36 touchdowns in six games. Woo! Yep, yep, yep. All right. But, <laughs> but he's the punter, kicker, and punt returner. I like that. It's good for the brand. And when he's a Buckeye, you know? when he's a Buckeye I can't yeah. wait to say that I knew that kid. And when he wins the Heisman, I'll be excited to say, hey, when he was younger, I got a chance to hang out with him. And uh, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, so Pat, you deserve all the credit for diversifying that position. And uh, comparable to the Rooney Rule, we have a McAfee Rule. Young specialist. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, incredible human. He's going to be a great coach for the D.C. Defenders. Pat Hamilton. Thank you, All right, Pat. bro. Thank yeah. you, guys. Uh, he's the best. He's the absolute best, dude. He's, he was so cool. I used to sit next to him before every game. He would mm -hmm. come sit next to me in Vinatieri. And we'd have like a 10, 15-minute conversation just about life and everything. And that's like, that's the moment, like literally right before the game, he's just sitting next to me and Vinny having full conversations just about life, how he's feeling going into the game, what we should look for. I'd always say like, hey, Pat, but... Are we punting early or late? Like, I need to know. Are we getting? Are we going to come out hot? Do I need to warm up a little bit now, or do I got a good, like, a little bit? Of, he's, Pat, they've been good in first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> the other team.
He's just real. He's good. He can relate to people too, mm-hmm. which is very good. I, I'm excited to see how that league does. Yeah. He's got a facility over there. He's got mini camp coming up. He's the GM too, which is always good. Whenever the coach has a chance to control who he gets to coach, I mean that's beautiful. Yeah. It seems like they're potentially doing it right this time. Oliver Luck has a big brain, and Vince McMahon, he does as well. I could be. Oh, sorry, I could be wrong, but I think they're letting all the head coaches be GMs as well. Yeah, in that league, I think that was the lore to be a coach in that league. By the way. Rex Ryan, go get a team over there. <laughs> I don't know if they'll pay him enough. I don't know if they would. But him as a GM and a head coach would be out of control. Nuclear. Yeah. Could you imagine me with all field access with a Rex Ryan football team? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Let's go. Oh, Pat, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just put the mic in his face. <laughs> Rex, what the hell was that? <laughs> well, the corner didn't cover anybody, Pat. Fourth down? What are you talking about? That's incredible. I, th- I think the XFL is going to do well. I forgot how awesome Pep was, though. Mm-hmm. When you don't talk to somebody for a couple of years, you mm-hmm. know? The guy's hilarious. He would, every time I did anything, he would just be like, ah, I'd still smoke you, though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I had a fake against the Titans where I thought I was floating a little bit. I was catching up to some people that were running the opposite direction because they thought I'd punt the ball down the field. Less than a minute and a half after getting off the field, I get told, I've never been more sure that I could beat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's that for us. Coming to you live from a sleeping room in an airport in Teterboro, New Jersey. We're very thankful for you listening to the show. Uh, We got some massive giveaways coming up for the holiday season. We got some massive stuff going on. Zito, you say you want to give away merch right now? Oh, yeah. All right, Zito wants to give away merch. His question is, what shoes is he wearing right now? He will take a picture of them. If you get it right, you will win a $250 gift card to the PatMcAfeeShow.com store. Uh, if you can guess what shoes Zito is wearing right now, use the hashtag Zito's wearing what? That is Zito's wearing what? Z I T O S W E A R I N W H A T. Zito's wearing what? What? First to get it right wins a $250 gift card to store.pepshow.com, uh, which, by the way, are. Thanksgiving thank you sale just ended. Record numbers. Thank you to everybody that stopped by the store. We can't thank you enough. Big shout out to uh, CFO Phil, Caleb, Xander, the people at Loyalist, and all the boys that helped design things. That was very nice of you guys to do that. We're having a good time enjoying this little business run we're on. Ty Schmidt, play some independent music, shall you? 